It's been two years since I started My Inner Torch, over 100 podcasts. Where was I then, and where am I now? Welcome to My Inner Torch. I wanted to start off this podcast with uh, another paragraph, another page of learning from the Bible of dealing with cluster Bs. And this is directed toward narcissists, but this could pertain to anybody in the cluster B personality disorder category. And it goes something like this. I am a narcissist. I am using you. I will damage your brain and give you PTSD. After I get bored with you, I will discard you and act as if you never existed. I create my own lies and believe them. I am not accountable or responsible for anything. I own you and your purpose is to serve me. But I'm not a real person and I don't have any real emotions either. I will mirror you and pretend to be the person you have always wanted in your life. I'll fool you into trusting me and trauma bonding. I will force you to become addicted to me. So think about those words because those resonated with me as I reflect where I was and where I am. Two years ago when I started this podcast, I was still confused. This is after 17 years of marriage, 18 years of marriage. I was still confused. I was still rationalizing. I was still thinking that my wife had BPD, and this is why you should listen to my podcast, Labels, 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 because I am not in a position, neither are you, unless you're a licensed psychologist, to make that determination. I can't sit here and say with a definitive purpose behind me or definitive reasoning, so to speak, to tell you, oh yes, my wife is borderline. Oh yes, my wife is a narcissist. I can hypothesize. I can compare, I have done years now of research, of reading books and going on, uh, you know, going on these boards, these bulletin boards online and reading about people's experiences and trying to understand. But I think we are all very liberal in putting a label on people. And I think, you know, I listen to a lot of these, these podcasts and people are like, oh, and that's my abuser. And okay, that I will accept. If you are being emotionally neglected, verbally assaulted, physically assaulted, you know, that I will accept. You can call them an abuser. I would definitely call my wife an abuser. But when you start calling them a narc or you start calling them a borderline, you don't know. The bottom line is that you are being abused emotionally, verbally, psychologically, financially, whichever way you want to put it, there are different forms of abuse out there, but let's not be too liberal. So one of the things that I was two years ago was I was an armchair psychiatrist. Oh yeah, my wife has borderline and you can hear it in most of my earlier podcasts. But then I started to question that as we all do, because we're all confused. We all don't know really what this person is. Are they a narcissist? Am I a narcissist? Am I a borderline? You know, we have to ask ourselves those questions 
and we really can't give definitive answers. So where I was then was I was a label maker, so to speak. Oh yeah, my wife has borderline. Well, I don't know if she does. And the process of identifying that for sure is a lengthy one. And she has to be willing to go and be diagnosed, which she is not. Is she a narcissist? Yeah, well, you know what? She definitely displays a lot of qualities of a covert narcissist, a quiet narcissist, so to speak. But is she diagnosed? No, she's not. But does she neglect my needs? Is she verbally abusive? Is she emotionally abusive and psychologically abusive? Absolutely. Yes, she is. And it doesn't matter what she is. So where I was and where I am now, now I'm very cognizant that my marriage is dysfunctional. And just like one of my most popular podcasts, Emotional Sandcastles, my sandcastle has been washed away for years and I've tried to rebuild some semblance of a sandcastle, but I can't because the sandcastle has no structure. The ground is saturated. You know how it is when you go to the beach and you, you try to build a sandcastle that's too close to the water because the water has saturated the sand. And my relationship, my marriage is basically a very wet sand. There's no foundation there. And that's what's painful. When all the water washes away and you see the lay of the land, when you see that there's nothing there, when you are cognizant of it and you're not rationalizing anymore, it's extremely painful. So where I was two years ago was that I still had hope. I still had a belief that somehow if I changed myself, somehow if I became a different person, my wife would love me. My wife would care about me. My wife would be the person that I met over 20 years ago. And when you come to the realization that these people will not change once they reveal who they are, once they've discarded you, once they don't have the value and don't see the value in love bombing you anymore, and now they are who they truly are, it is very, very disappointing and very hurtful. That's where I am now. Now I can sit and be during my normal workday and all of a sudden, this incredible wave of sadness, some people might call it depression, but just this incredible disappointment, this incredible, what I described as being in a paralytic relationship, knowing that I can't change anything. I can't fix my wife. That she won't change. That this won't be what I thought it might be and what it possibly was 20 years ago. It wasn't. And I feel incredibly duped. And I feel incredibly stupid. And I think we all feel somewhat ashamed. This is why we want to put a label on somebody and say, oh, well, you know, it's okay because she's borderline. It's all right because you know what? She's a narcissist. And somehow putting that label on somebody makes it all better. It justifies their behaviors. 
And so then we can rationalize them. It's okay that she doesn't care about me because she's a narcissist. Well, folks, it doesn't make it any better. And this is what frustrates me about myself and about all of you out there who are listening to this podcast. Why do we justify it? Why do we rationalize it? And I'm including myself in this mix, so I'm not admonishing you. I'm admonishing myself. Where I was two years ago was completely rationalizing, still, allowing my wife basically to use me as a doormat. And then as you come out of this fog and you begin to see, you know what, it's not going to change. And I think my wife leaving the bedroom was the real punctuator for me. Because had she stayed, it would have perpetuated a lie. And it would have perpetuated me still thinking that somehow, some way, it's going to get better. And as each day goes by, where she stays in that room and talks about her room, my room, our daughter's room, as if we're living in a boarding house, just further punctuates the fact that nothing is going to change. So where I was two years ago was still hoping that something would change. And where I am over a hundred podcasts later is brutally honest and raw in my assessment of my marriage that it was and is a sham. A sham in the sense that my wife took advantage of my good nature and I'm still here, still feeding the lie, still perpetuating this delusion still allowing her to go out there and pretend that she's a wonderful person and that she's a great wife and she's a fantastic mother and she would do anything for anybody. Yet when the mask comes off, when she comes home and hangs that mask up, she is truly a monster. And a monster not in the fact that she comes home and she starts screaming at me or she starts beating me or she starts throwing things at me. That she doesn't care. That's my problem. The apathy. The fact that she's discarded me. And so therefore it's not important to her. And what is fascinating to me is that she still sees a future. That nothing is going to change in her mind. Now, whether she's future faking me, I don't know, because the laugh could be on me. I could be sitting here saying, I don't understand why she's talking about selling our house and moving to another place together, because when the time comes, she may turn to me and say, you know what? I'm leaving you. And then I'll be sitting there going, wow, that came out of left field. The bottom line is you don't know with these people because there aren't open channels of communication. There isn't honesty in these relationships. There isn't a maturity in these relationships. You don't feel safe talking to them because you know that you're going to trigger them. So you walk on eggshells and you try to avoid certain triggers. This is how I live with my daughter, constantly telling her, don't don't say it this way. Don't do it this way. Don't bring up this subject. And that's not the way for any of us to live. To have my daughter come to me and say, when are you going to divorce mom? Is pathetic. It's sad. It's wrong. That's pretty darn sad. 
that my almost 17-year-old daughter is asking me when I'm going to divorce her mother. Most children live in fear of that. But my daughter has seen the way that her mother treats me and the way that her mother treats her. So these are all very sad things. Very dysfunctional, disordered, and dysregulated. Triple D. I've talked about that. And if you're in a similar relationship, then you need to take inventory and stop thinking that if I do this, it's going to be better. Maybe if I don't say that, it's going to be better. You have to look at where you were at one point and where you are now. And right now, I see everything for what it truly is. And my wife is ambivalent to that because I'm not going to discuss it with her because that's a trigger. And if I do, she will become the victim. The reason why she behaves this way is because of me. It will never be her fault. And yes, that is definitely symptomatic of a narcissist. But I'm not going to place the label on my wife. I will tell you that she is an abuser and she always has been. She came from a family of abusers and she herself, unfortunately, walks that path and has walked that path in all of her relationships. It's all cyclical when you look at it. So where I am now, I am fully cognizant. Where was I two years ago when I started this podcast? I was still confused. And it is my mission, if anything, to help even just one person recognize that they're in a similar circumstance and to take action for themselves, not for their abuser. Take action for themselves. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. New episodes uploaded every single Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I say to you, be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. <laughs>